success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and they rarely talk about it because that's not what creates success. Join us here where we'll chat with serial entrepreneurs, both men and women, and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship. We'll talk about the obstacles we faced and how to overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is She's Invincible. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today on the She's Invincible podcast. But guess what? We have He's Invincible with us today. And I cannot wait to introduce you to this amazing, amazing man. Dr. Wazi Saleem is a sought-after life and business coach, entrepreneur, and speaker. After graduating from medical school and becoming a physician, he discovered Tony Robbins and the world of coaching and speaking. His life was never the same. Although he loved patient care, what he loved even more was helping people create results by managing their mind and emotions. He was also fascinated with the idea of being able to make your own money with a laptop lifestyle as an online entrepreneur. Thus, after years of experimenting with coaching online as a hobby, he finally decided to go all in with his passion for coaching in late 2019 and launched his first official coaching program. While delving into the world of coaching, Dr. Wazi developed a keen interest in one's ability to create money and wealth for themselves by using their mind. He was also fascinated with marketing and sales, a world that was completely different from the medicine background that he came from. Due to his previous small successes as a profitable life coach, Dr. Wazi launched programs to help new and struggling life coaches make money and create transformation for their clients. He was successful out of the gate, making 10,000 in sales his first month and has been scaling ever since. Due to his early success when launching in 2019, he was given an award and flown to Scottsdale, Arizona by the well-known entrepreneur and New York Times bestselling author, Dean Graziosi. After being interviewed by Dean, Dr. Wazi was quickly selected as head trainer and keynote speaker to represent Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi on stages and workshops worldwide. Dr. Wazi's mission is to help people believe that anything is possible if they believe enough in themselves and the life they want to create. He's most excited about continuing to blow his own mind with the impossible goals he set out to achieve this year, but more importantly, the transformation he'll get to create in the lives of his clients worldwide. Oh my gosh, Dr. Wazi, welcome to the She's Invincible show. We are so excited to have you with us today. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I was getting so giddy when you were reading that introduction. (laughs) (laughs) Do you like pinch me, right? Who is she she talking about? Is this really me? Oh my gosh, this is my favorite part because yes, it is really you. You really did all those things. And look at you now. I just am so excited. It's been, for me, it's been such a joy to watch your journey and cheer you and your clients all the way to success. I find no greater joy 
than being able to be a part of that. So welcome. I just can't wait to jump in and share you with our listeners. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be here. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I know we told them a lot, but let's fill in the blanks. Let's jump in. Let's tell our listeners how in the world did you get where you are today and what makes you invincible? Yeah, that is such a great question. And I could go on for hours, but the short version of that really is I think that early on, I had just a little bit of background. I grew up uh, in a South Asian family. I was born in Texas. And culturally, you know, it was kind of decided for you when you're young that you're either going to be a physician or a lawyer or engineer. And so, and it was all well intended, but I think our parents just wanted us to have, you know, be successful and make sure that we're well taken care of. And so I always wanted to be a healer since I was young. I knew that. I remember seeing a photo when I was a child. I distinctly remember this. I think I was four or five years old. Uh, uh, it was like a doctor that, you know, would visit your houses back in the day. And he was wearing a white coat and he had a stethoscope over this child. And something about that image really just struck me. You know? and, and ever since then, I just combined the idea of, oh, this is what everyone's telling me to do with. Oh, yeah, this is a healer. So I want to do that, you know. And I distinctly remember, even when I was nine or 10 years old, having some visions about the future of, you know, I really want to help people. I want to heal people. And so I just figured, OK, well, medicine is that route, because that was the only thing that I ever saw, you know, that was available to me in, in the realm of my possibility at that time. I also had 17 physicians in my extended family. And so <laughs> it was kind of just, you know, the thing to do. And so long story short, I ended up becoming a physician. And it was actually even before that, when I, when I, when I was in medical school, I was enjoying the patient care part. I was enjoying talking to people. I was enjoying making them feel better. I was enjoying the clinical aspect of it. But I also felt really limited because I realized I like going deep with people. I like going into psychology, the mindset, the emotions. And I saw that you know, yes, medicine could be a good life, of course, financially. And like I said, most of my best friends are all practicing physicians today. And of course, they're needed in the world. But I felt like for me personally, it wasn't going to be the highest expression of who I am. You know, I and love I that, that so much. Oh, my yeah. gosh, because we we do tend to follow suit, right? With yeah. what people expect of us. Exactly. But you knew, you knew. Yeah, I knew. I just knew. Right. And it was so yeah. difficult because. At the same time, I would just thought I have to be wrong because everyone else is doing this and everyone else is following the structured path. And like I said, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think your listeners will relate to this. Like, I think all of us kind of feel like, yeah, but we're a little different than everyone else. You know, we may yes. have a calling and we may contribute in different ways, want to contribute in different ways. And so I had that and I was I was being pulled into this different direction. I didn't know what that looked like yet, but I knew that, OK, you know, I'm going to continue doing this whole traditional career path thing. but. You know, that that dream, that pull is still in me. So let's keep it alive. Let's see where it takes me, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I actually started a clinical and research ophthalmology fellowship. So I wanted to do eye surgery. I was like, ooh, cutting into eyes is going to be super fun. <laughs> so, um, so it was just really cool. I was fascinated by, by eye surgery. And I was like, you know, that's what I'm going to do. I also love family medicine. I love preventive medicine. There are lots of different fields I enjoyed. But it was right around that time when I had to really decide, okay, what am I going to specialize in? What am I going to go further in that? I was just stuck, you know, and I would say I was self-sabotaging mm -hmm. also, you know, because then I started to even and I'm sure everyone can relate to this, you know, not perform so well in certain things or exams I was supposed to do really well in that I'd always done well in that I got straight as straight as before. 
And I thought to myself, it's not because, you know, I'm not intelligent. I don't know how to study. Like, what's going on here? You know, why am I self-sabotaging? Is it some subconscious thing? And it was right around that time. I remember I was sitting in my living room one day and I was on my laptop and I was really confused because I was looking for specialties or residencies where it's like, where do I get to teach people and train them? And I, I always loved the teaching aspect as well. I saw that as a part of helping people as well. And I just couldn't find any specialty like that. And so I was just like, oh, like, well, maybe, you know, I'll do the residency and I'll do this. And then one day I'll do what I really want to do, you know, which is what I think most people think because they don't know what's available to them. And so I remember sitting in the living room one day and I was just, you know, searching for, you know, um, ways to make a living online because, you know, making money online was becoming a big thing back then. Uh, financially, I was also struggling, to be very honest. You know, I was a medical student. I was drowning in debt. And, you know, I was like, how am I going to get myself out of this? Um, financially, growing up, we we were pretty well off, I would say. Like, I never felt like we struggled. But I would say the 10 years right before I was becoming a doctor, my parents did lose a lot of investments. They lost a lot of money. So we saw some struggles as well. You know, so I saw like a really good cushy life. Uh, we're kind of struggling here. And so I wanted to help them out as well. You know, so I know financially it was such a big thing. And I know your listeners can relate because it's not, you know, sometimes we think, well, if I'm going to do what I love, am I going to be able to survive off? of that? Am I really going to be able to make a living from that? So let me just stick to the traditional career path. Let me do what everyone else is doing because I need to make a living, which makes total logical sense. But like I said, you know, I was sitting there that day in my living room, kind of searching for, you know, like, what are other things I can do that where I can make a living and really enjoy what I'm doing long term? Because honestly, Kami, I, I saw my life 30 years from now, and I could see myself wearing the white coat, and going into the clinic and see my patients. And, you know, it would have been an OK life. I'm sure I'd have been satisfied, but it felt kind of boring for, for me personally. It just didn't feel like it was something that lit me up, you know? Mm. And so I just thought, should I take the easy route or should I do what makes me a little uncomfortable and go for the joy, go for something big, go for something that scares me. And I remember that's right when an interview of Tony Robbins popped up out of nowhere, right? It was like, I love how Brene Brown in one of her interviews says it was a God moment yeah. when, when that Roosevelt quote came down. I literally felt like that. And I was like, who is this guy? You know, if something drew me to him, I saw an interview of his. And I was just floored because he talks about his childhood and what he does and how he heals people and helps people. And he was a speaker and he was so financially successful as well. And I literally remember going, that is what that man is doing right there. That's what I want to do for a living. Oh my God, how could I not know about that? And that's really when that bug bit me and then it never left my system, you know? And so mm. that's how it all started. <laughs> that is amazing. You know what I find interesting is you said, Am I going to take the easy route? Now, I don't know a whole lot about the medical system, but I'm sure that's not the easy route. And yeah. yet, you know, when we compare it to entrepreneurship, it comes up as the easy way, right? Because you can just go learn it and do it. And, you know, and this other thing is like there's fear factors and, you know, this all this growth and different things like that. Yeah. find that so interesting that you refer to that as the, the medical part of it being the easy part. Oh, my gosh. So that's such a good is... distinction. I, I, I'm so happy you mentioned that because I didn't even realize that when saying that. So I just want to speak to that for a minute. Yeah. You're so right, because you know, the way I was thinking of it was there, there were parts of me that didn't want to do it because, of course, I knew it would be grueling hours, the training. I mean, everyone knows how tough residency and practicing is. 
So you're right in that sense that I did know that it would be tough, but I felt like in the end, at the end of all of that, I could kind of see if I kind of stabilized. It would be a comfortable life in the sense that I wouldn't be challenging myself too much mentally once I'm practicing. And I felt like I wouldn't be growing, you know, as much as I want to. Like I said before, expressing myself the way I want to, like my unique gifts, right? Like what are my unique abilities? And, And so, yeah, it was interesting because at the time, I think ignorance was bliss because I didn't know, and we're going to get into this later, but I didn't know that <laughs> entrepreneurship definitely comes with its struggles too and its ups yes. and downs. But, you know, I think because I was just so excited, like, oh my God, I want to do this new thing. It was like, anything's going to be better than going on a traditional career path. I'm willing to come. I, I love that. I just love that. And, I, you know, and I think the difference is, you know, when you're in the medical spectrum, you're you're in, in that system, right? So your growth is really based on the system. When you're an entrepreneur, the growth is based on you. It's all you. You decide how fast, how far you want to go. And I think that that is such a, a freedom. I think that that yeah, I think you made a great choice. Hopefully Thank I won't you. need my eye surgery because then I'll be wishing <laughs> like my friend was he, he could have done that for me. <laughs> There's tons oh of eye surgery. I don't think we need more. <laughs> <laughs> you have some friends who can hook me up. I'll have to yeah. get your little black book. Oh my goodness. So let's talk about this. Tell us what makes you invincible. I think what makes me invincible is my ability to believe in something that does not yet exist. And to continue going after it, failure after failure, until I manifest it. Oh, I, I mean, that. I think that's literally what, I, what I've done. And it's not something that I was born with. Because a lot of people think, you know, they have to be born with something like that. But I saw like Tony Robbins and Brooke Castillo from the Life Coach School. There were some, some early on mentors I saw who were doing some fascinating things. And I saw where they came from. And I just saw that the one thing that drove them was their belief in themselves. You know, and then, and, you know, it's a little easier to believe when things are going right for you. But when you when things are going wrong, I mean, I think that's when it's really praiseworthy. If you can continue to believe that's when it's challenging, that's when it's tough. But that's when you get the glory. That's when when you get when you reap the rewards and the benefits of it. And it feels so amazing. You do accomplish what you're going to accomplish. So I think I think just being able to believe in myself and believe that, you know, if I can truly stick to my vision. And if I'm willing to go through the ups and downs, I will. I think that's what. I love that. And, you know, as you say, when you believe in yourself, but the thing that I notice about you uh, on social media is that you have that same belief in your people. And and I love that because that's really what they need in order for them to reach their highest right uh, achievements and you know, so many times we say, if you don't believe in yourself, then just borrow my belief. Right. And you have that with them. And so you're also believing in them until they can believe in themselves. And I think that's what makes you different as a coach, you know, and as, as a leader of people, because you, that's how you operate. And I see it. I mean, you can't even try to deny it because I see it on Facebook all the time. And I'm, I'm I'm looking for it. I have radar. When I see your name come up, I'm like, he's cheering somebody on. I know he's cheering somebody on. And I love that about you. I literally love that about you. And I admire so much uh, the way that you do that, that you I've watched you grow yourself, but I've seen you grow your people. And I love it. Thank you so much. I I received that from you. And I just want to say that 
Like, as you were saying that, I was getting a little teary eyed. So I might get emotional for your people here, if that's okay. <laughs> it's okay with me. But, we, but really, we one of it. the reasons, you know, why I wanted to even go into coaching and, and, and do that was to empower other people to, to be true to themselves and do what they really want to do and express themselves they want to, the way they want to, and then be able to monetize that, you know? And, and when I see a client, when I talk to a new client, I, I literally see the version of them that they see. And I see a version of them that I see of who, you know, they're already 100% worthy. They're just the way they are, right? So they don't, they're, they're not, we're not, you know, trying to, uh, you know, become coaches or become entrepreneurs or make more money for more worthiness, which I think a lot of people get mixed up, but it's for involvement. We all want to improve. We all want to have the best life we can. We all want to have a better life. And so I see in them, the potential of who they can be and who they want to be. And it really brings me to tears when I can, when I can be the person to look at them and say, I believe, you know, and if you don't believe in yourself, borrow my belief. And I'm telling you, I had no idea how powerful that was because one, you know, my most successful clients till this day will tell me when you told me that, like when you told me I could borrow your belief that changed my life, you know, and I had no idea that that's what it was that actually created the shift for them. It's the difference, right, between being a doctor and being a coach. You yeah. can fix them, right? Or you can encourage them and empower them and equip them. So, yeah. you know, you either healing them on one side where they're just like, thank you for saving my life. Or on the other side, they're saying, thank you for giving me life yeah. because you're giving them like this new hope of this bright future. It's so yeah. different and yet so much similar, right? Yes. Oh my gosh, let's jump in. We're going to talk about this amazing topic, creating your business and life as your future self. And I think we just set the the pace for that. We paved the way. Yeah. So let's go in there. Let's talk about how do you do that with this future self? Like, let's weigh in on that because some people just can't even comprehend that. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the most fascinating tools I've ever used. It absolutely changed my life. So I'm going to give your listeners a treat today. I'm actually going to walk them through it Love so it can help them change their lives in an extraordinary way as well. So I actually learned this from some mentors early on, and I kind of added my own flavor to it after a lot of lots of trial and error. Basically, the concept is that, you know, your future is just in your mind for now. Right. And, and Dan Sullivan says your future is your property. So you can literally create any future you want. And so many of us don't even realize that because we were on a default path. I know I was, you know, it's just like, oh, you know, you get a job and you get married, and you have kids and you do that. And I was just and then and then it's retirement. And so many of us just think that's what the future should be until we give ourselves a chance to realize, wait a minute, I can create any future I want. Like, really? Like, I can be unique. I can be different, you know? And so, yeah. And so that was really, really powerful. And so that's when I started exploring the idea of like, ooh, like if I can create any future I want. You know, even if I don't 100% believe that yet, you know, if there's 1% of me that could believe that I possibly could have any future I want, what would that future look like just for fun? And that's kind of where it begins, you know? And so there's lots of different, you know, parameters you can use. You can go 10 years into the future, five years, whatnot. I think an easy way for beginners, maybe for your audience, if they haven't done this before, is just going one year into your future, you know, just to begin with. And then really taking some time to visualize if you could have, if, if while you're doing this exercise, if you allow yourself to just let go of the limitations you have and your current circumstances, right? It's kind of like stepping in 
out, it's kind of like stepping outside of this 3D world and stepping into a world where anything is possible, right? And, and believing that it is because anything is possible, really, right? Sure. And and then really just visualizing what would my dream life look like, and you know, and the way, and I, you know, if someone wants to do this while they're even listening or watching, we kind of just walk them through it. So you know, you can close your eyes and you can just visualize. Okay, one year from now, if I was living my best life, what would that look like? Like even when I'm saying it, I'm smiling because <laughs> I'm already imagining it. And the and the goal here is to try not to think of things that you may have wanted to do before or goals that you've been working on, you can include those if they're still a part of that epic future self. But really, it's giving yourself a few minutes just to start with a clean slate. You know, if I could go one year into the future, have anything I want to be anyone I could be, be with people I want to be with, you know, live the way I want, feel the way I want, what would that look like? And you want to start visualizing it. So for me personally, I started with, you know, myself internally. How do I want to feel on a day-to-day basis? You know, how excited would I feel about life? How energetic would I feel? How joyous would I feel? How giving would I feel? How loving would I feel? Because I think emotions are what draw everything. And so, you know, you can start there. And then, you know, for some people, it may be, you know, how's my health? How's my physical health? How's my appearance? You know, how do I look? How do I feel in my body? And so imagining that best version of you that just makes you feel really good. And then you can go beyond that you know, to what do I do in the world? You know, like, what am I doing? What am I creating? Do I have a business? Am I writing a book? Am I doing a podcast? Am I, you know, whatever it is for you, am I, you know, traveling half the year and then the other half I'm speaking on stages, you know, like what, what is it for you that would really light you up? That would make you feel like you're contributing at the highest level, but you're also playing at the highest level. And then of course, asking yourself, you know, who would I be with? You know, would it be, you know, the current relationships I have and we're taking things to the next level? Would it be a new relationship I'm in? Would it be you know, romantic relationships, friendships, family? What are some experiences that we could be having together? What are some things I'd like to do for myself? What are some hobbies I'd like to pursue? You know, I think self-love is such a big part of this journey. So, you know, what are things that I could do for myself also? You know, what are some experiences that I can give just to myself? And then, of course, to others. So really, when you can step into that, I think it becomes really, really powerful. And, and, you know, I want you to visualize what that would what that would feel like. You know, so just for a minute, go there and that version of you, how would they be? How would they feel? You know, I think asking yourself questions like, okay, so if I was to be, let's say I was this version of myself who is more evolved and perhaps has more wisdom than I have now. How would that version of myself react in certain situations of stress? You know, how would they react if someone said or did something that they didn't like? How would how would they choose to give? How would they choose to love? How would they choose to be uh, solution oriented rather than problem oriented? How would they choose to think and act from their higher self? And I think that once you can really start to tap into what that would look like and feel like you're literally creating your future self as we speak because now once it exists in your mind it exists and so that's you basically building the framework for who you can be and the exact like life you can have one year from and i think that's really really powerful so you can open your eyes now and 
once you've done the visual, ooh, I was like tearing up when I was saying that. Because <laughs> I, I was going to my future self, right? That's always right. Bring, you're all in. <laughs> those, those strong emotions bring up my, you know, they they bring they they evoke tears because they're so powerful, you know. Yeah. And so I, I really teach people that it's it's about the thinking, but it's about the feeling as well, you know. And then from there, you know, I know people like to have the a practicality to it as well, which I think is important. And so I think after that, it's taking a piece of paper. And then really writing down the things that you saw, the things you envisioned and adding to that list and then creating one year goals for yourself, you know? So, you know, who do I want to be? What are some characteristics? How do I want to feel? Write those emotions down. How much money do I want to be making as an entrepreneur? What's my one year goal? That's so important because it's a measurable thing. And it's something that it's a number that should excite, you you know? Yes. And how am I going to achieve that? What are some different ways, you know? And and you you don't have to have all the answers because I think... A big thing even my clients go through is they think that, you know, well, okay, I want to make this much by next year. That would be amazing if I could do that, but I don't know how I would get there. And I always tell them, don't worry about the how, right? When you're doing this exercise, focus on the what, not the how. The how will fill in, right? Because if you focus on the what you want, what's possible for you, ideas will come to you, opportunities will come to you, will be inspired to take different action. And when they don't work, we'll talk about in a few minutes you know when you when you have your failures and struggles you'll learn from them you'll keep going because that what is so strong but when you focus on the how i just tell me the how just tell me how i'm gonna get there if the thing that you think would have gotten you there doesn't work you give up you're stuck and, and, right and you, yeah you completely stop working on the what you know and so yeah. i say you know make a list of what you want without worrying about the how even though your brain will constantly try to tell you like how 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 how, how. let's not even write this down because it's impossible but go ahead and write down all those things, you know, what you want to be doing, where you want to be living, how your life's going to be, all, all the amazing things, right? And then literally, I would say, look at that list and spend some time visualizing, even if it's just for a minute a day, a few minutes a day, it doesn't matter when you do it. I don't like giving people strict protocols in terms of like, you got to wake up at 7 a.m. and meditate for 30 minutes. If someone's doing that, that's great. But I think it's hard for people to adapt habits like that overnight. But I think, you know, even if you're just visualizing, you know, being your future self, I think that's really, really powerful. Or if you're more of a visual person, you know, in terms of reading it, read your list, you know, sometime throughout the day, in the morning, nighttime. And then here's the really fun part. There's two ways that you'll end up literally becoming your future self. One way is practicing being that. Okay. So you literally will step into being that version of now which means you'll think like them, you'll feel like them, you'll act like them. And it's the craziest thing in the world because you will feel uncomfortable. You know, and I, when I first started doing this, I felt very uncomfortable in the beginning, which is good. That, that means it's working, it's normal, because that's how we know we're evolving, we're making that transition to our new self. And so allow it to be uncomfortable and step into that, you know? And for me, it was crazy because my posture would change and the, you know, little things would change. Like, even if I'm having a conversation with my family, Am I going to bring up that one negative thing or am I going to not even bring that into our vibration? You know, am I just going to keep it positive? It was like, what would my future self, like, what would he, talk, he or she talk about? You know, what would he or she think about? How would they react? You know, what would they, what would they make a big deal out of and not out of? It's really, really, sometimes there's subtle things, but they're so powerful when you start to be that version of yourself. And so practice being that version of yourself as much as you can. It could be for a few minutes a day. It could be throughout the day. As long as you're doing it as much as you can. And then the other part, the second aspect of it is when you're feeling really down, when you struggle, when the thing you try doesn't work, when you failed, and literally you're thinking, 
this future self stuff. I don't know if it's working for me because <laughs> I'm trying, but I'm not seeing the results. When you're when you're really down in those lows, then I want you to literally visualize and ask your future self because you've already created them for advice. I promise you, your future self will give you the best advice ever. I'll tell you something. I've gotten better advice, the best coaching in the world, from my future self more than anyone else. Which wow. is like crazy, right? Because it's all made up in my mind, but it's a version of me that I've made up that I've that I've believed so much that he's real. He exists now in the future. And so when I'm low, he's at the top of the mountain. He's like, oh, I got you. Like, let's keep going, you know? And it's so powerful because usually my future self in those low moments, if I, if I go to him and ask him for advice, he'll be like, it's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. Like, like, no, we get this is like everything you want is a done deal. So this is just a blip in the road. Totally fine. Right. Just like go to sleep, sleep on it, go do something fun, come back to it later. Like, don't stress out about this thing because it's fine because we get here. This is who we are one year from. And I'm telling you, it's the most powerful way to go back to the present and enjoy what you're creating now. Right. Because we, because progress equals happiness. We constantly like to, you know, progress and improve. So it's enjoying the now and the journey, but you're always excited because you have something better to look forward to. I think when you can strike that balance, that then you've won, you know, because you're happy now and happy about the future. And so that exercise is something that I literally practice daily till now. And I, I've taken my clients through it. They tell me it's the most transformative tool in my program. I have a, you know, I have tools and meditations and full lessons on it in my actual coaching program. And my clients tell me that's the one thing that finally created the shift for them when they started being their future self. Things just started to change. And then even a month, it, it doesn't have to be a full year. They start seeing the changes within a week, within a month. They're like, who am I? I'm just operating at a higher level. I feel like I'm more in touch with who I really am or who I'm really meant to be. And it's the most beautiful thing. Well, and that's what I was going to say. A year is so fast. Like we look at, we're already first through the first quarter of the year, right? And remember, it was just New Year's. Yeah. Like. A year goes so fast and to think you could have so much and be in such a, a more desired place. Like, yeah. I think sometimes people get caught up in how long it can take. But yeah. when you do this in one year, oh, my gosh, it's a blink of an eye. Like people plan weddings. They have babies in less than a year. Right. Yeah. It yeah. only takes nine months to have a baby. So like that is such a short time to have such a transformation. So I want to ask you this, because this is going to be really helpful. Not everyone, and I know you're going to agree with this, is going to tell that story and believe that and not have that enemy coming back to them, right? The evil twin that says, who do you think you are that you think you can have that? Why do you think you can do that? What like in the first in the beginning when you started this, like either for yourself or your clients, how do you get past that initial the very beginning where you're not believing it yet? Yeah. That's a great question. So for me personally, it was seeing someone who had done it before me and then just believing that if they could do it, I could do it too. Like for me, it was Tony Robbins at the very beginning, right? Who was the catalyst. And, and you have to find someone. I think that that really helps if you see someone's example, you know, like they're human, I'm human. We may have different circumstances or backgrounds, but they're a human just like me. So if they could do it, maybe I could do it too. Maybe I could do it, right? And so I think allowing yourself to live in the possibility and I teach my clients, you don't have to believe it in a hundred percent overnight. I don't expect that. That's not realistic. But can 1% of you believe that it may be possible for you? 
And everyone's like, yeah, 1% of me. Yeah, I can believe that, you know? And so I think start there, right? Because it's, it's impossible to jump from, you know, I'm down in the dumps struggling and, you know, I just, I have imposter syndrome. I don't believe in myself. Nothing's been working out for me. I've been trying for years to everything is amazing. You know, like zero to a hundred doesn't happen overnight. And so I think having that 1% believe, I always teach people believing at 1%, even on the hard days and ask yourself, like, even when you're in your worst moment, can 1% of me believe that things could get better? Can 1% of me believe that my future self is possible? And if you can say yes to that, in fact, make a decision to say yes to that, then from there, that 1%, as you continue practicing, it becomes 5, 10%, 15, 20%. Before you know it, it's 100%. When it's 100%, you've, you've manifested that result. Like, that's when I feel like things align for you. And then you end up becoming that version. of And there's so many times where, yeah, I, I personally definitely went through that myself, where there were doubts and there were low points and you know, who am I to be doing this? Can I really achieve this? And I thought, is there just a small part of me that can believe? And I thought, if I could hook on to that, if I can hook on to that one belief, then I'm good. You know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going to use that to be to be my anchor, because at any, in, you know, with anything in life, it's. 50 50 right on any topic or subject we can either choose to believe we can achieve it or choose to believe we can't right Right. and so whatever we choose to focus on we'll just find more evidence for that right i think it was henry before that said like whether you believe you can or can't you're right you're right so true right and so i think i'd rather put my focus on even believing a little bit in the positive and what i want versus putting my focus energy in what's not going to happen because there's no upside like there's right. just no upside, you know, and so and people will say, well, you know, what if I set, the, to set this belief and these goals and it doesn't happen, I'm going to be really disappointed. And I say, yeah, but what you're doing now is you're already disappointing yourself ahead of time by not believing in it. So at least give yourself a chance. You oh, know? this is so good. Yes, 100 <laughs> yeah. percent. And it, I think it takes less energy to believe it than it does to not believe it. Right. Like because it, you have to force yourself. To, yes. it, it's just it's got to be easier. So. I love that. And I love this concept of the do the the be the do the have kind of concept, right? Where it's like, who would you be? Right. Who, who do you need to be in order to, you know, what do you have to do? And then to have whatever it is you want. And over that, that short one year, oh my gosh, what clarity. That is so amazing. I love it. I love it. Anything you. else you want to share around that topic before we move on? Yeah, I just want to, I mean, there's so many things, but I think, I think the main thing really is just focusing on if you believe in something, you don't have to worry about others believing in it with you as well, you know, because a lot of times people won't see your vision the way you do, because it's your vision, it's in your mind. And even the people who care about you the most may understand why you believe in this thing, why you have this big goal. And so I think that it's okay for you to not expect everyone to see your vision and understand why you believe in something. But as long as you deep down inside, when you're alone by yourself, you believe in it. Yeah, you know what? I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do this. I think if you could have that, then you want. I think you're reading my mind because actually I was going to go there with you to be like, (laughs) you know, I can imagine in your early days as you're transitioning right from the medical to to entrepreneurship, like there's so many well-meaning people, your parents, your siblings, your best friends, right? Especially you have so many doctor friends that when you're struggling, they're like, Wazzy, what are you doing? You could have been a doctor, right? You're supposed to be a doctor. Why are you doing this to yourself? Like, 
And that's got to be hard to like overcome because in your head, the, the logical part of you is thinking you're right. And the other part of you is like, I want this so bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and you kind of just address that, which I love because you yeah. read in my mind. I love yeah. that so much. Yeah. And people don't know. I mean, we all need to be mindful of the comments that we make and the things that we say because yeah. we don't know what we're saying, right? You can't really weigh in on someone else's dream. And I yeah. mean, now they see you today and I'm sure we'll get into some of these things and they're like, yeah. oh, Wazzy, I always knew you could do it. Yeah, you're buying the next round, right, buddy? <laughs> yeah, I know. I yeah, know yeah. what that looks like. Yeah, I always knew you could do it. So oh, that's so great. Well, thank you for that exercise. I love that. And I know that's going to be so helpful. I think yeah. for me, because I do a lot of the five year letter where we write a letter and and kind of like I haven't talked to you in five years and now I'm writing you a letter about my life now. Uh, and but what that's so long from now where one year is such a quick trans transformation. Love it. All right. So tell us about, oh, my gosh, this amazing coaching business that I have watched you start and grow. Uh, wow. And the tra the transformations you're creating in uh, these entrepreneurs' businesses and lives. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Tell us what we need to know about this. Yeah, it's been fascinating. You know, I think it, it, early on, I started coaching some clients, just general life coaching on feeling better, confidence, whatever tools I had that people were coming to me for, and I would help them with it. I made a few thousand dollars from it, and I, at the time, I was still kind of in, I had one foot in medicine, one foot in I kind of want to do coaching and entrepreneurship, and I was kind of stuck. But when I really decided to go all in, I think that's another big point is, you know, we talk about people here, the whole concept of burning the boats. I think going all in can be very helpful. That's not certainly something I did. But I decided to go all in. It was like around mid end of 2019. I was trying to figure out, OK, you know, I really do want to help people and I want to monetize this. So how should I do it? Who should I help specifically? What should I help them with? And there were tons of different ideas and tons of different facts I thought I could take. But, you know. I was in certain groups, specifically, you know, uh, on online Facebook groups. And as I was there, I was just really enjoying being a part of these new communities where for the first time in my life, I felt like, oh, my God, these people get me. These are my people. Like, we're like minded. They're about positive growth and positive mindset and entrepreneurship and coaching. And I'm about that. And so I was like, where, where have you guys been? You know, because I mean, I, I love my family and friends, but I just never could connect with them on these things. I always felt like the odd one out. you know. Yeah. And so it was just so much fun to be in these groups. And I felt like I finally have community. Holy cow, like, it's crazy. And then what I started to do was I started just to connect with them. I started to see that some of them would ask questions. And so I would start answering them like, oh, like that's easier. That's that. And because I was a couple of steps ahead of some of them in their journey, I'd already gone through some of the mindset issues and overcome a lot of that. I'd made some money doing it and doing coaching. I saw, wow, you know, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm a little bit more advanced than some of these people, right? Some people are ahead of me, but I'm ahead of some other people. So why not help them? And so I would just literally pour from the heart. I remember coming back from a nine to five, had a three hour commute to and back, right? So it was one and a half hour in the morning, one and a half hour at night when I was starting my coaching business. So they weren't, they were not ideal situations. I was just so excited. And I was being so pulled into this new future version of myself that I would just add value to people. And as I was doing that, I became a superstar of those groups. People would just respond. Like I would get thousands of comments, thousands of likes. And I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> I remember showing my sister, like, can you believe this? Hold it on my phone. Like these people are actually listening to me and what I have to say, like, it's actually valuable. People were saying, we're going to save your posts. 
like there were people sending messages like we printed what you wrote and put it on our fridge so we could see it every day and i'm like it's on my refrigerator right i was one of those people wazi (laughs) i was one of them that was like you go i loved what you were saying i loved all those lives you did and i think some of them if i remember you were in scrub still with a name badge around your neck like we'll have to go back to the old facebook group you know the old posts and look because i like have vivid memories of i'm like what is this guy talking about he's a doctor like yes (laughs) right oh yeah yeah yeah, it was so crazy. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, that's that's really where it started. And I remember asking one of my friends, I was, you know, talking to him about, you know, what are some different approaches I can take? What should I coach on? And I told him, you know, what I really, really enjoy is helping my past self. I love helping people like, like who were me a couple of years ago who really wanted to help others and do it in a way where they can monetize it as well. Like, I really want to help them. I want to lift them up. I want to help them believe in themselves and make money doing it, you know? If I could do that, that'd be a dream come true. And the whole, like the word that got me was empowerment. I just want to empower people. And so I told him some ideas and I was like, you know, I would love to help these new coaches, you know, really make their first dollars because that requires them to change who they are from the inside out. You know, it's 80% mindset, 20% skills. And so he was like, yeah, he's like, I really think that's the one you should do because you're so excited about it. You light up. And that's really where that journey began. And so I thought, you know, okay, I'm going to help these coaches figure this out. I'm going to help. I'm going to give them the mindset tools. And then I was also really fascinated at the time with marketing and sales. It was, it was actually something new for me because I don't have a marketing sales background at all. You know, I was a sure. science guy, but I always loved math. I loved numbers. I just never knew I love marketing and sales so much. And so I just, I learned it so much. I loved it so much because I think, you know, if you're doing what you love, marketing and sales is just an ability to let everyone know how you can help them, you know, and it's just yeah. such a, it's such a fueling thing. And so I really enjoyed that. And so that's how I started the whole coaching business and started helping coaches. My first program was make your first one, 1K. So it's because it, the whole tagline was if you make your first 1K, you can make yeah. your next 10K and 100K because, you know, making your first dollars is the hardest part. And from there, it's grown so much. But really, that was... I think one of the highlights of my life and one of the I mean, one of the greatest times just when I was getting started because there were so many people I was able to help and I saw them not only making money but changing their lives from the inside out and I was just thinking is this really my life I have to pinch myself I'm literally living my dream now I'm working from home on my own schedule helping the people I love and getting paid for it are you freaking kidding me <laughs> they're sending this me money crazy. yeah I'm on like, the regular yeah, and, and you know what was fascinating was I, I realized in that moment I had become my future self. Uh, you know, yeah, that, that, that moment I had, I, I remember getting goosebumps, and I, and I was just like, oh my god, I have become my future self. You know, yeah. the one that I was envisioning, like I had made this a reality for myself. And just a couple of years ago, I thought it was impossible. And here you started this whole make your first one one thousand, and now you're doing six figure coaching. Right. So it's like, talk about growth. And now it's even beyond. It's even beyond. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So I have a signature program where I help newer struggling coaches make their first 10K a month. Mm -hmm. And then from there, they can scale to 50K a month or 100K a month. And I have that also for more advanced clients. So yeah, it's it's grown so much. And I just want to keep going. Yes. (laughs) And and guess what? I don't know any doctors that are making 50K or 100K a month. So yeah. And you know what? You know what the most fun thing is, is I had my record day recently, which was $50,000 cash in one day that I made. That's my highest so far. And 
I, I just, I blew my own mind because I remember a few years ago, like if someone told me you could make $50,000 in one day, I would have said, you're lying. Like that's not possible. And then here I am who went and did it. And I love sharing these numbers with people and these stories because I want them to know if I can do it, they can do well, yeah, that's it's exactly for me, right. It's possible for you. And, and you're right, because it's funny how you were talking about the whole, you know, family and friends kind of applauding <laughs> me now, because, you know, we can go into that if you want, but it was so funny because, you know, now, because they see I'm making way more money than physicians do, everyone's just like, I do what you do. And like, everyone's just like, and all my doctor friends are like, teach us what you do, you know, and it's just teach so- us your ways, Dr. Wazi. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Don't you just want to laugh? And then you're like, yep, write me a check, right? <laughs> I'll send you the invoice. There's no freebies here. <laughs> I love that so much. Isn't that always the way? It's always, oh my gosh. I, I don't know if we could ever figure out how to stop that. Yeah. Well, this has been such an amazing conversation. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You have brought your A game today. As usual, let's do this. Let's tell our listeners one place where they can find you. Yeah, for sure. They can go to my Facebook. It's Dr. Wasi, D-R-W-A-S-I. It's all one word. They just search that in Facebook. They'll be able to find me there and then the rest of my podcast. Perfect. And just for the listeners, as you're listening, just click the link in the show notes and everything will be in there too. So you'll be able to get right to him, his coaching programs and find easily the ways that you can work with him to have this transformation in your own business and life. Oh my gosh, so amazing. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this episode. And just before we get to the good stuff, right? The good, the bad, and the ugly, I have this great announcement for you. We are starting the Pod Power Hour, which is a virtual event that's gonna happen on Wednesdays at noon Eastern. And so if you've ever thought about having a podcast, if you have questions, if you are a podcaster and you want to come and meet other podcasters and learn what's new, what's happening, tips and tricks to be better at this amazing passion of podcasting that you have, we would love for you to join us. We're going to have experts there that are going to be sharing they're genius. It's going to be amazing. So, and if you're a host and you want to come meet some amazing uh, people that could be potential guests for you on your show, come on out. What a great way to get exposure. Be sure to check it out on my website at camilehman.com as well as follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Whatever is your favorite platform, we will have registration there. You do need to register to attend. And it is on Zoom, so super simple, just one hour every other Wednesday. We start on May 4th, so don't miss out. Get registered today. We can't wait to see you there. You have moved from fighting cancer to discovering how to live beyond it. But what now? With so many emotional side effects still unknown, as a new survivor, you find yourself in a void as you navigate through the isolation, fear, and an uncertain future that can overshadow you and your family for years to come. Instead of focusing on the uncertainty of cancer, consider how strong and determined you are and think of the strength demonstrated by those who stood beside you through it all. Consider this. You now get to choose who you want to be and what your intentional, fulfilled life can look like. 
you made it through treatment, we can help you define yourself as a survivor. We're here to help you through this moment, to walk beside you as you shift your mindset from counting the days of life to creating a legacy. For more information, visit www.adventuretherapyfoundation.org or contact us at info at adventurefound.org. Well, you know, on the She's Invincible show, we promise our listeners we're going to bring them serial entrepreneurs. We are going to spotlight their expert zone of genius, which you have done so well. But we're not done because we also promise them that we are going to pull back the curtain and in full authenticity, we're going to show them. See, people are looking at you right now saying he's so lucky. And the truth is, he's not so lucky, guys. He is, he worked it, right? There's a price to pay for all success. And the problem is you just don't hear about it. But on this show, we pull back the curtain and we share the good, the bad, and the ugly so we can really understand what that price is that we have to pay for the success and the life that we live today. So are you ready to tell some fun stories? I am ready. Yes. Oh, yes. Tell some fun stories. Maybe cry a little bit too. <laughs> hey, we, we welcome tears. Listen, this is very therapeutic for all of our people. We cry together here. So I have tissues right next to me. I'm always ready for the tears. Before we do, we're going to take a quick break. And I want to give a shout out to one of our amazing loyal listeners, Vinny Potestivo was kind enough to submit a rating and review here on our show. So I want to read this to Vinny. Thank you so much, Vinny, for this. Uh, he says, I was today day old when I finally found an inspiring podcast I could subscribe to that I look forward to all week. Tammy Lehman is the real deal, and I'm honored to call her a friend and inspiration. And then he signed it. Love you, Cammy. Oh, my gosh, Vinny. We love you, too, buddy. We love you. We're cheering for you. And thank you so much. And to our listeners, be sure to submit a review on iTunes because yours could be the next one we read live on our show. So, okay. Ready, Wazzy? Ready to go? Let's go. We're going to tell a story we want to hear the first story about the good or the greatest part of your journey so far i would say the good or the greatest part of my journey is realizing that i can create whatever it is that I want. it's just it's just that realization you know and i believe a lot in manifestation and that your thoughts create reality but then for me to actually do it prove that to myself has been the best part of my journey one of the highlights of course was winning the award with Tony and Dean, being flown out to Scottsdale, Arizona, end of 2019. I mean, I, I remember, and this goes back to visualization about the future self. I remember, I remember saying to someone, I even told family, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna meet them, and it's not just gonna be, you know, for like a one second handshake in a crowd. Like they're gonna, they're gonna, you know, ask me to work with them. Or, and I was just like putting stuff out there. I was speaking it out to the universe, and that's exactly what happened. Literally a few months later. And I remember, you know, I remember, you know, first time I was in Dean Graziosi's house in his backyard, and we're shooting his entire cruise there. And then he takes his phone out after the interview and goes live with his actual personal cell phone on Facebook. I would say that was probably one of the highlights of my life just because I was I, I realized how powerful it can be when you just choose to believe in yourself and you keep going forward. It was uh, such an amazing moment for me. I felt like a superstar. I felt like a celebrity. I felt like. 
you know, that, that, that dreams do come true. If a, if a guy like me could be in that situation and have thousands of people, you know, admiring him and congratulating him and supporting him, I just thought, does it get better than this? Like, literally, that was, that, that was one of the best moments of my life, literally. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, we're going to have to make sure to tag them in this episode so they get to hear you say that because that that you never get too big for that. Right. Everybody wants to know they're making a difference. And and it was because of that 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 made such a huge difference in where you went and how fast you went and how, you know, how big your belief was and how you could believe in other people. And it's, you know, I, I really believe as entrepreneurs, as once we learn, we need to go back and help the others. And yeah. I, it sounds like they did that with you. And now you're doing that with the people that are, yeah, that are part of your, you know, your programs and working with you. And I, you know, I feel like we have a responsibility to do that. And I love, love, love the way you're doing it. Amazing. And it's so cool to see where it comes from, right? Like it's, of course, your own wanting to help people you you've had that since you were a child as you mentioned but it you know it it is always reignited and inspired by those amazing people that pop into our lives and we just don't we don't know how powerful we really are right and i think we need to like pause and remember that that some of the things that are so little to us might be the biggest things that mean the most to other people and i just think we have that power Right. And and the freedom as an entrepreneur to be able to do that. That's such a great story. I love that. 100%. Oh, my gosh. That was fun. But guess yes. what? We got to go. We got to tell the rest. So we're going to tell a story about the bad, but we'll save the ugly for last. So tell us, share with us a story about the bad part of the journey. Yeah, the bad part. Oh, there were so many. Where do I begin? <laughs> I know. You can only pick but, one. <laughs> I know. I would say I would say a bad part was. Really, you know, coming face to face with family and friends on what I want to do, because identity, as Tony Robbins points out so much, is such a big part of our lives, you know, especially for men, I'm sure for women as well. But identity is, you know, we, we have it define us, what we do for a living, you know, it becomes an integral part of our DNA and who we are and who we think we are. And so I think to transition from this traditional career path. To now being an entrepreneur and doing what I really love was mentally very challenging for me because I remember even, you know, I remember the first time I told my parents <laughs> what I wanted to do. <laughs> and even, you know, at the time, other people in my life and a romantic partner and whatnot, you know, they would they would kind of just see it as, yeah, but that's not stuff that really works out. That's not stuff that we do. That's not stuff that people like us are successful in, you know? It's okay to dream big, but let's be practical. And it was really hurtful because, you know, at the time you'll make that mean, you know, do they not believe in me? Do they not see what I see? And it's so it's so interesting because your loved ones care for you. They say things out of care and concern, but they also say things out of fear, you know, the fear of the unknown, and they're trying to protect you. And so I remember, you know, feeling so down. And I remember feeling so deflated at times because I thought. How am I going to do all of this if I don't have the support of my family and friends? I remember talking to some of my physician friends and they would just look like look at me like I was on drugs. Right. Like, you know, like 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 what is going on with him? You know, like, dude, like, grab your just, stethoscope. Right. Yeah. They <laughs> would be like, hey, track here. <laughs> exactly. Seriously. Right. Yeah. And it was just like, you know, are you OK? Like, what's going on with you? They thought I was having a mental breakdown. And I'm like, no, I'm so excited. And 
I kind of came off like an alien to them. And I think seeing in their eyes how they saw me at that time was very hurtful. No one did it on purpose. No one did it on purpose. You know, so my family and friends are listening to this. I love you guys. But I think it's always unintentional. And I think that, you know, if you're not ready to, uh, to, like, if you don't know what you're going, getting yourself into, if you're not ready for that kind of feedback, it can be kind of hurtful. So for me, it definitely was hurtful. And it was definitely hard because it created a lot of doubt in me. And I think that's the reason why I was dabbling back and forth for a few years between the traditional career path and what I really wanted to do. And it was just, you know, I don't want to disappoint people and I don't want them to not believe in me and I want their support. So I think if you don't overcome that, if you don't figure out a way to go beyond that, it can be extremely tragic and detrimental because look, if I had actually listened to that if i let that affect me i wouldn't be where i am today and, and yeah. not only not only would i not have the life i have but i've benefited so many people including the same people who couldn't doubt and i mean who couldn't believe in me and were doubting me at the time and now you know they've realized you know like wow we doubted you but we were so wrong and it feels great to say that but at the time it was definitely very challenging i see so many people in our space so many entrepreneurs so many coaches who literally will just never live their dream because they're afraid of the feedback they're going to get from family and friends. And it's the identity. There's so many doctors that come to me as well, healthcare professionals, all sorts of people from different professional career paths. And they just tell me, I can't do it. I can't make the transition. It's going to be too hard to explain to my colleagues and to my family and friends that I want to do this new thing. And we're so afraid of judgment. I think we're biologically designed to care what people think. It's a normal thing, but we're so afraid of judgment that it holds us back. So I remember that being a really tough thing for me. And I'm just so grateful that I didn't completely let myself focus on that entirely. I let that kind of be there on the side and I was kind of grieving and allowing myself to feel the feelings, letting it bother me. But I was trying to stay more focused on me believing that I can make this happen, you know? And look at your life now. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine any other life for yourself or for your future? And I think as, you know, as friends and parents and supporters, we need to actually lean into that because what if you listen to them and what, and what if it costs you this? And we didn't rehearse any of this conversation, but you, now you have to tell the story about the new home in your family, because the, you know, you had all these people doubting and I know and you know that it's because they're fearful. They don't want to see you struggle and they only can believe what they believe, you know. But did that make you want to work harder to make it work to prove to them? Yeah. Did, did that play into this? Yes, so much. Right. And, I, and it's crazy because I never thought that that would be a fuel or driving factor for me, but it was actually turned out to be very positive. Right. And I didn't do it for that reason. I was doing it because of what I told you earlier, because I believed in it. It's what I wanted to create. But it actually ended up being such a powerful fuel that supplemented my success because I thought, OK, if I'm going all in now, I got to prove these people wrong. <laughs> you know? so I, I wanted them to say I told you so. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yes. And I think that's a good kind of pressure. And sometimes we think pressure is a terrible thing. We got to push it away. But no, you can use pressure to literally fuel you like a rocket ship. You know, fast off and take off. And that's exactly what I did. And I remember taking off so quickly. I was shocked at my own results because within a few months, you know, I'm being interviewed by really well-known people in the industry and my own business is doing well. I'm making more money than I ever have in my life. And 
I mean, things were just changing so quickly. And some of my family and friends saw that they were just as shocked as I was. But that's when they truly did believe like, wow, you were right. You know, we were so wrong and, and, and we should have believed in you. And, you know, we believe in your vision. I remember my dad specifically telling me, you know, we were sitting in the living room and he was just like, I have to hand it to you. You know, like I doubted you, but you, you, you did it, you know, and I'm so impressed. I'm so proud of you. And those words mean so much to me and, and my mom as well. And um, so many people in my life. And I think that it's, it's so amazing to see, you know, I think, I think for a lot of people, especially in this space, I think it's when they see the monetary return right? <laughs> that like, oh, is this actually making you money or is it getting you some sort of recognition externally, socially? I think that's when they'll kind of believe in it more. But until then, you're kind of just in the grind phase or you're kind of just, you know, kind of working and no one can see the exterior outside results. But for me, it was, you know, when people started seeing the money come in, they were like, oh, this works. Like, he knows what he's doing. Everything <laughs> changed. Said, oh, yeah. Yeah, everything you were, changed. You, your hairstyle changed. Your beard was more trimmed. <laughs> everything, everything. You were driving yeah. a better car. You know, you yeah. were traveling. Like I, was I you traveling. know, yeah, you I got, I got a new car. Um, I, I retired my parents. That was the first thing I did. So I retired my dad. I retired my mom. That's something that I'm still very proud of to this day, and yes. and they're extremely grateful for that. And you know, they've done so much for me. So it's a way of paying them back and just taking care of them. And since then, I've been, I've been able to bring my little sister on into my company as my COO. And so really being able to provide her a full position, a salary position, such a blessing that we get to work together. I was able to buy my parents a brand new house, which I did That's a few months ago. Everyone saw on Facebook and that was one of the happiest days of my life and their life to be able to gift something like that to them. And mm -hmm. really just, yeah, like, you know, just I, I just it's like not having to worry about money because you know, the last few years before that, the struggle of being a student and being in, you know, drowning in debt and not being able to make ends meet. I know what struggling looks like and feels like. I know how much anxiety and stress that can produce when you when you're worried about the next month or you see your loved ones worried about what's going to happen financially. And then for us to be in a different situation now completely where we kind of never have to worry about money again because I figured out the formula. And it's just such a relief when you don't have to worry about that. And I think that everyone appreciates that so much now. And I appreciate that about myself, too, that I was able to create something not just for myself, but I'm able to help so many people because I chose to believe in something. It's like not only is it giving me financial freedom, but it's trickled down to so many other people as well. And I'm able to make contributions to organizations I care about. And I'm able to help you know families all over the world. I mean... I contribute in lots of different ways. So it's just really, really powerful to see the domino effect of how you can continue to give because you chose to believe in something that you just felt was right in your heart for you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you can look at that now and say, if I had listened to you, we wouldn't have any of this, right? There, you just wouldn't. 100%. Yeah. And it's yeah. so I think as as the supporters, as we're trying to protect people and we're afraid of, you know, their their struggle or their growth, we have to remember that like this story because you didn't listen. Yeah. Because... And one piece of advice I'd like to give your audience. Yeah, let's is, do it. You know, I think a lot of times people have this attitude of, you know, well, they don't get me. And so, you know, I got to be mean and argumentative about it. And I think, you know, of course that can happen. You know, we're all human. We can react. But the approach that I took was I'm not going to be mad at them for not believing in me or not seeing my vision because it's my vision. You know, if I was them, maybe I wouldn't see it either, you know? Right. And so what I did was I, I just 
chose to come from a place of love and compassion as much as I could. It didn't mean I didn't get irritated. It didn't mean that I wasn't annoyed at times. It didn't mean that I wasn't hurt at times. I was. But I just kept saying, you know what? You guys just sit back and watch. I'm going to blaze the trail. You know, and I, and I remember just having this kind of giddiness, like, ooh, like it's, it's going to happen. And when it does, it's going to be super fun, you know? Yeah. And I think having that kind of excitement within you, like, ooh, I can't wait to kind of, you know, reveal my success to everyone. It's going to be so much fun and let them, you know, let, let people be in their fear. Let, the, let people be in their doubt because your loved ones at the end of the day care about you. But you have to separate, you know, you choosing to believe in your vision and goal and allowing them to be where they are. And you can listen to them and you can take in what they say, but you don't have to apply it to your life. Keep those two things separated, you know, and I think I think I did a pretty good job of that because I could see like, oh, well, the reason why they're saying these things is because they're just afraid, you know, or because they had certain things they pursued that they weren't successful in. And so they're applying the same thing to me. And so instead of coming at them with daggers and being super negative and creating more harm, I just thought, okay, how can I be loving and compassionate and just let them be who they're going to be and continue to stay focused. And when they see the physical results manifest, they will be on board. And that's exactly what happened. And that's so beautiful because your whole intention was to take care of them too. Yeah. So, which, and so everyone wins, right? And you, you did the work, you made it happen, you fulfilled. And I think even the bigger part of that is not so much the tangible things, but you increase their vision too and their belief because they, you know, entered into this not believing and not having that vision. And now they're like, oh, whatever he says, anything is possible, right? And now they're believing that for themselves too. Like, you know, rising tides lift all ships, right? And you did that for your family and your friends. And I love that. I just love it. Oh my gosh. And that was the bad. And here we are just loving all over this love fest of how you've done such good with it. So the last part is the ugly. Uh, we want to tell these entrepreneurs out here, like the real deal, tell us a story about the ugly part of this journey. Yeah. So right around the time when I was starting my coaching business, I was actually, I was in a romantic relationship. We were having some issues. And so we were we were having a really, really tough time. And I felt like it was for me myself, I was letting that get in the way of my progress because I didn't know how to balance, manage my mind and emotions and everything else that was going on. So I remember that being a really, really uh, painful time for me because we were ending that romantic relationship. I was moving and it was changing my entire social construct in life. I remember that's right around the time the pandemic had started too, early 2020. And so I think a lot of times, I think a lot of entrepreneurs can relate to this. I think even if you have a lot of people around you, it can be a lonely journey at times. Just what I was talking about earlier, your family and friends don't understand what you're doing. They're not on board. So you're already kind of mentally lonely you know, and emotionally lonely as is in your journey. But I think for me physically, I think it was really, really painful because I was going through the heartbreak and I was going through the transition. And so I think it was a matter of me you know, changing my identity from I'm the doctor to I'm the coach entrepreneur, but also changing my identity to I'm in this relationship to I'm single. And then also not being able to have, I think the social support that I was expecting or maybe needed at the time was really, really difficult. I, in fact, I remember, I've never shared this before. I remember flying back from Scottsdale, Arizona. I think it was one of the workshops or I forgot what it was. There was something, it sounds something amazing that happened around that time. And I think I was flying back and I remember in that moment, I felt like 
I was going through some problems in my romantic relationship. And I, I remember even with some of my close friends, I'd kind of gotten out of touch. And because I was so consumed with what I was creating in my business, and I was so happy and excited genuinely about that. But there was this whole other side of my life that I felt like was kind of falling apart. So I remember coming back and I was um, from the airport back to back to the house after this amazing trip where business wise, it was so happy and so successful. And I remember, you know, I wanted to call someone and I remember I couldn't like I couldn't even call the one person I wanted to call. And I literally in that moment. I remember like I remember kind of crying and getting teary eyed in the Uber sitting in the back seat, kind of just kind of kind of like tearing up and and kind of um, literally crying and thinking like, wow, like this is just so painful because on one end, I'm so happy about this aspect of my life. But on the other end, I feel so alone because I feel like I don't have anyone to share this success with. I don't have a lot of friends who understand what I just achieved or what happened or who can relate to me or who can be excited for me, who even would understand what I'm talking about. And so I just remember how lonely I felt and it was extremely painful. And I, and at that time I had even, you know, associated the pain with the success, which I think we do a lot again, like that self-sabotage will try to creep up every time. And I just remember making a distinction at that point that, you know, I'm not going to make this mean that because I'm successful, this other area of my life is falling apart. It just means that that's another area of my life that I need to continue to work on. It just means that I'm transitioning. It means that I am becoming my future self. And maybe for that to happen, certain people have to leave my life or we have to continue our journeys, you know, growing apart in different beautiful ways rather than growing together and for me to allow that to happen. And so I think that was a very tough thing. And I think that it was now looking back at it. I mean, I'm happier than ever, especially with my social life, romantic life, everything. But at the time, Oh, the loneliness was huge. And I, and I, I literally just felt like there were times where I was on my own. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. It was really tough. That is hard. <laughs> I remember, I remember I'm going to, I'm just going to add this in. I remember seeing a documentary of Taylor Swift on Netflix and she mentions how she, I don't know if you saw, but she mentioned how she finally won. Um, I think it was one of the big awards that you win. And she went back up to her hotel room at the end of the night after winning this award, she had wanted her whole life. And she said that, she didn't have a single person that she could call or talk to or celebrate with in that one moment, you know, yeah. and how it was one of the most heartbreaking moments of her life because she achieved the success, but then she realized that the other area of her life was lacking. And, ooh, that hit me like a train because I could totally relate to that in my own way. But the beautiful thing that came from that was that it just taught me that if I can create success in this part of my life, I can also create happiness and success in this part of my life as well. You know, it's the same tools, right? It's it's visualizing what I want in that area as well and working towards it and being that version of my future self to create those relationships again and to nurture them and to find new love again. So that's uh, that's been really, really powerful. But I, I just wanted to share that with your audience. <laughs> I'm so glad you did because I didn't want to be the one to be like, so tell us the end of the story, right? <laughs> but I, I love what you said here. And I, that is so important to share that, you know, even a lot of times success can be lonely, right? Uh, because not everyone can go with you. Not everyone is meant to go with you. Uh, some people are in our lives for a season. And I, you know, one of the things I say the most is you have to let go of the good to get the great. 
And sometimes those people aren't meant to go to that next place with us. There's other there's other people that are meant to be there when we get there or to go with us the rest of the way. Yeah. And so, yeah, right. And I, I so, totally believe that. And you know, the, 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 even the silver lining, the, I think the, the even more beautiful part to this whole thing is I'm actually still really good friends with some of those former romantic partners and they celebrate my success and I celebrate them today. And we were just able to transition our relationship from something romantic to a friendship. And that's been really healthy and beautiful for us too. And you're absolutely right that sometimes there are people in your life for a certain season for a reason. And maybe they were the catalyst. I truly believe everyone in my life, whether it be romantic partners or friends, were catalysts, were the ingredients I needed to become who I am today. Because if they weren't there, maybe I wouldn't be who I am. Maybe I wouldn't have the certain struggles I had that motivated me to want to change and want to improve. And I even tell my parents and my friends this, that, you know, there's certain reasons like I'm I'm happy that this person or these people were in my life because without them, who knows? I, I may not have been as inspired to do the things i'm doing today so i feel like everything happens for a reason as cliche as that sounds i think it's so true and i think that if we can own that like you know the saying everything happens for you not to you is so important and then now it's like today in this present moment what am i going to do if i'm still unhappy in my money or my relationships or my health what can i do about it today to change that well how can i set a one-year future goal and then how can i start being that version of myself And how can I take practical action steps to change that? Because we literally can create any life we want, any area, including our relationships, you know? And so, yes, I love what you said. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think you could use that one, that one year, you know, exercise to get through anything, Anything. right? Yeah. Like it could be relationships or, you know, relocation or whatever. Um, It can be anything you get to create it. So it's whatever you call it out to be. And I love that. And I love what you're saying too. Like you shifted those relationships. So they, they're just not playing that same part in the role of your life and success, but they're all still there. They don't just yeah. disappear. Yes. And I love that. I love that you called that out. Well, this has been even more amazing than I had expected. So thank you so much. What a fun conversation. I cannot wait to get this out to the people. Uh, I know they're they're looking for you, right? You're looking for them. They're looking for you. And um, I'm just excited to put this out there and be able to encourage people to just, you know, close down the naysayers, run for your dreams, do the visualizations. You really can have anything. There's just like you said, the formula. Now, you know, the formula, right? 100%. And yeah. And that that's what it takes. You need to find the people who know it, who can teach it to you so that you can have that, too. And I love it. Oh, Wazzy, thank you so much for being here. And to our listeners, I don't know where you are in your life or your business, but if you're face down on the ground right now, just get back up. Just get back up. Tell them, Wazzy. Yeah, just literally get back up. Literally, right? Because your life doesn't always have to be what it is now. It can be anything in the future, you know? And another thing I want to add, if it's okay, is... We were talking about the topic of feeling alone, you, whether you feel alone in your entrepreneurial journey or any other aspect of your life, just know that you never are alone, that there are tons of people out there for you. If you if you open yourself up to allowing them in, whether it's joining an online or local support group, whether it's about entrepreneurship or any other interest you have, there's so many under the sun, online and local. You can join support groups, uh, masterminds, you know, all sorts of Facebook groups. I mean, you can find so many like-minded people to connect with whether it's in person or online, I highly encourage people to do that. 
because I do think that having, even if it's one person, some sort of social support there, as you're going through your journey, like-minded people with you can make such a huge difference in just your overall mental and emotional health and will help you get your goals faster. Oh, I couldn't agree more. That is beautiful. All right, you guys, get back up. You can do it. You can do anything. Thank you for joining us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please follow the show, submit a rating and review, and share us with your friends. If you would like to chat to see if you can attract your ideal client and monetize your business through podcasting, please book a free call with me at camilehman.com. I can't wait to meet you.